Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Robin Moore, who is a certified life coach. Robin, how are you doing? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, of course. No, thanks for coming on the show. We're excited to have you, and we'd like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Okay, yeah. Um, So like you said, I'm a certified life coach, and we'll get into that a little bit more. Um, But I'm also um, a woman of faith. My faith is very important to me. Um, I'm a single mom. I adopted my son at birth. He's now seven. So motherhood is a big part of my life. And um, with that comes uh, lots of my son is actually a huge bug advocate. So I have always been an outdoor enthusiast and love hiking, but now that involves um, mainly searching for some type of creepy crawly (laughs) critter. So that is what a lot of uh, our life involves. We actually have a crawfish and I think three praying mantises back in his room at the moment so (laughs) you never know what 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 we're gonna have back there yeah that is awesome (laughs) (laughs) well cool tell us a bit more about your motivation and what gets you up and keeps you going every day yeah yeah so a little bit of that is is really the things that I maybe the three things I just touched on right it's my faith which is really important to me it's motherhood it's my son. I have a, a little fella that uh, lights up my day with his smiles and also takes a lot of care. <laughs> so that keeps me going and, um, and coaching, you know, helping other women uh, find freedom, find joy, find the joy that I was able to find in my life. I mean, that's a huge motivator. It keeps me going, keeps me doing what I do and uh, brings me great joy when I get to see people walk, um, you know, in those moments and, and that li- those lives of freedom, really changing their lives for the better. I love that. Tell us a bit about you pre-joy, the journey to joy, and then like yes. a little bit of your life post-joy now. Yeah. So for me, um, uh, the journey to uh, it kind of um, the hardships kind of started early for me. Uh, so I was in junior high and that's where the depression uh, really you know, picked up and started for me. Now I hit it for a really long time, you know, on the outside, I was valedictorian, you know, most likely to succeed, most athletic, but, you know, on the inside, uh, it was a whole different story, right? It was the, you know, crying myself to sleep every night and just really not wanting to live. And that did turn into uh, later on, uh, you know, suicide attempts um, in and out of hospitals, I just could not um, find my way out of the depression, anxiety, Um, and, you know, going to doctor to doctor, more and more medications. I was, you know, 30 years old, and they were wanting to put me on prescription number 12. Um, Just, you know, no quality of life. And really, that doctor that gave me that diagnosis and wanted to put me on number 12, Uh, was kind of the light bulb moment for me. And it was really when I shared that with my mom 
and she you know was like Robin that is that is incorrect and uh, that is not who you are that is not what's going on and you know it really it put the pause button on for me for a moment to really think um, that I could really kind of think for myself right I didn't have to believe I didn't have to take on what everybody was telling me um, and then that really led to me searching within me and what I had been telling myself because that's really where the problem you know, lied. I had been telling myself all these lies, all these, what I thought were truths, right? That I was unlovable and um, I was incapable and all these different, all these different stories that I believed as truth. But when it came down to it, it was just the story <laughs> that I was telling myself. And so as I really began to dig into that, and I really uh, began to examine that and change and reframe my thinking, um, I, I then was able, I got off all 11 medications. Um, I lost 70 pounds. Um, I've been depression free for 15 years now, anxiety for quite a few as well. And it's just a whole new life. And like I said, you know, I adopted as a single woman and I, I have my own business. I, I have a life that had you told me back then, you know, I would have laughed <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And so really that kind of critical turning point was you sharing with your mom and then her speaking that truth into you, mm -hmm. which sparked that kind of self-discovery, self-awareness, which enabled, empowered you to make some different choices. Exactly. And that's, that's why another reason I love what I do, right? Because I get to be the expert showing people what they're creating and get to watch those light bulb moments for them to, to really have a, a moment to choose if they want to, you know, walk a different way, you know, think a different way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And usually we ask this at the end, but I'm going to go ahead and ask it right now. It's not in the scripted questions, just to warn you, but I think you have a good yeah. one. Um, there are a lot of people on the planet who live their whole life without that joy. You know, they have that uh -huh. fixed mindset, not willing to accept help, not willing to accept change. Sometimes they die uh -huh. like that. Other times they change much like you did to uh -huh. like a more of a growth mindset, willing to accept help, willing to accept change. In your opinion, what is that catalyst for people? We've kind of discovered it for you in your personal situation, but uh -huh. if you could speak it about it in more wide sweeping terms. Yeah. And I think it boils down to that light bulb moment, right? And that light bulb moment for people can be very different. Um, some people it's, it's hitting rock bottom, you know, unfortunately, right? It's, it's hitting rock bottom and, and that could be an addiction that could be in a relationship that could be, um, you know, in any form. Um, but, you know, a lot of times it is just that little comment. It's that little, um, somebody says something in a particular way that just really gets you to thinking and gets you to uh, really evaluate kind of what's going on in your life, right? So it can be an individual, it could be, it could even be, um, you know, something you read, uh, something you see on TV, um, you know, having a coach, you know, different, a friend, you know, all those different things are opportunities Um for light to be spoken right into our lives. And then at that moment, each individual gets to choose whether they want to take it and explore and go deeper with it, or if they want to reject it, you know? And, and like you said, some people, you know, 
think they know better and maybe never even take those little nuggets that are given to them along the way. And that is about the most confusing thing to me ever. <laughs> so what do you think stops people from like taking those nuggets, changing their life? Like what keeps somebody at rock bottom once they hit rock bottom? Yeah, so I think a lot of times, you know, it, it you know, part of me wants to say that it, it's based on, you know, can be based on life circumstances early on, but that's that's still not absolutely true, right? Because some people can be in the worst of situations, have these have these beliefs early on, and they make that change. So I'm not sure that I have the answer for that, <laughs> really. <laughs> I, that's you know, it's a really great question. I'm not sure exactly why why some people you know choose to bite and hang on, and you know, maybe it's kind of the same questions at any other part of life. Like, let's think about your health, right? Some people can be at their dying moment and know if they make this one change, right? It, it can change their life for the better. And some people still choose not to, and, and some people turn it all around. And so I think it it kind of plays out through all of, all of life and all different circumstances. And I'm not really sure what the exact answer on that is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. How do you think we can create an environment that is more conducive to encouraging people to like make that choice, get out of rock bottom as opposed to staying at rock bottom? Mm -hmm. I think uh, I think a huge thing for myself and what I've seen with my clients is this concept of learning to be compassionate. And I mean with ourselves, right? I think most of it most of what we venture in life is about learning that it's the, the view, it's the glasses, it's the story we tell ourselves about what is going on. But, you know, at the same time, um, sorry, I had a little distraction. I got a little, um, but I kind of lost my train of thought. Tell me again where we were going, what the, what the exact You're question like, was. A lot of times it's the story we tell ourselves, but other times and I was talking about creating an environment yes yes so the environment is is that is that compassion because I think we can be so hard on ourselves right and we think somehow that that motivates us right so if if we think um you know I, I should be doing better and I should be we think that motivates us but it, it doesn't at all right it comes through the compassion of hmm this is what I did. I wonder why that was, right? And so when we come at ourselves and with trying to figure out, um, you know, being inquisitive, I guess is the word I'm looking for, inquisitive, then we can look at our life and we can see how is it that we want to change that. But as long as we're being hard on ourselves, right, it's, it's kind of the same way that we are with other people. When you're around people that are you know, hating and unloving and all, you know, all in your business kind of thing, right? You're, you don't listen to them. You don't have anything to say, right? But when they come at to you with compassion, um, then you're, you're really able to listen. And, and I think it's the same way with ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Creating space for ourselves to kind of, you know, feel the things we feel, think the things we think, and then not judging ourselves for it. Exactly. You know, so much of it is called just being human, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And for that person who is judging themselves really hardcore and they have all the, uh, you know, self-hate 
thoughts going mm -hmm. through their head and really criticizing themselves. How do they go about starting to change that narrative? Yeah, the first thing is, is beginning to notice it, right? Because until we notice it, we can't change it. And so as people start beginning to noticing what they're creating and even seeing that. So, you know, that's what I show my clients. I show them how that thought is creating an emotion, which is creating an action and a result. And that result is tying back to their thought, right? So noticing what those things are. And then it's beginning, um, you know, to ask the question of why is that? So many of our things come from when we were young and beliefs, but as adults, we have the opportunity to change that now and look at it through a different lens, through a different view. And, and then as we um, start to kind of reframe, it's, it's sometimes you have what I call, you know, ladder thoughts. So it may, you may be, I hate my body and you want to go to, I love my body, but you have to have thoughts along the way. I have a body is so much better than I hate my body, right? It's not quite to, I love my body, but it's so, that is true. That's just one example, but it's true in all of our thoughts that sometimes we, ha we have to give our brain something that it believes along the way to move it to what that we want the ultimate, you know, thought and feeling to be. And a lot of times it's about asking ourselves, what is this feeling that I have? And as I said, we know it's coming from a thought, but what is the feeling that I want to have? And what is a thought that is going to bring me to that feeling? Oh, I like that. I like that. That's really good. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's go ahead and jump into your, I was thinking about, sorry. Yeah, no, I was like, I was like, cool. You're, you're, <laughs> you're processing that. right? <laughs> well, let's go ahead and jump into your dreams and goals. Now tell us about those and your vision for your life and your business. Yeah. Um, so dreams non-related to business are to travel the world. I love to travel. I want to show my, uh, my son, the world. Um, and personal growth. I'm having grown so much. Um, it's kind of a lifelong, right? We never get to where we want to be, right? So that's, that's actually a goal and something that's fun for me. And really my goal um, in my business is truly to help thousands of, um, you know, my target market is women. I have men clients too, but just to really help women find freedom, to find the freedom, the joy that I found that I know is possible for all of us. Um, like you said, some people won't take on to it, but it, it's available. It's possible for all of us, no matter the circumstance. And so my goal is just to, to share that and help as many women as I can to walk um, into that freedom themselves. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that. And do you do this primarily in a group format or a one-on-one -on -one format? I do one-on-one. -on -one. Um, I, I have found um, that it you know, I, I think that both can be helpful, but in the individual, um, I found that it really helps people to see the individuality of, of where they're going, right? And so I take, um, I take my clients because different people need to spend longer on different things, right? Depending on where they are in their life. So I can individualize that, uh, take them, really make it um, about them and what's going on and very personal to them. So that's, that's how I do it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Just curious, does the one-on-one -on -one aspect of coaching ever get uh, cumbersome? You know, it, it hasn't for me. Um, I, 
like I said, every situation, every call is very different because it's so personalized um, that it, it's, it's super fun for me to see people and uh, just really kind of make those leaps and start putting things into practice and come back the next week. Right. And sometimes people can't even see it. Right. They're like, well, I did this and this. I'm like, wait, stop. Did you just hear <laughs> that change that you made? Um, you know, because sometimes we don't realize it. We're, we're so easily look at to where we're not achieving. And sometimes we're not the best at looking how far we've come. And that is a big part of the step that actually, you know, propels us closer to where we want to be. I love that. I love that. Awesome. Well, if there are one or two people that you could meet right now, and this could be a specific person or a type of person that would really help you take the next step towards helping as many men and women as you can, or increasing your personal growth and traveling the world, who would they be and how would they do it? Yeah. Um, so for a business, for my business, I think it would be, um, you know, leaders, um, that, that, that know of people, right. That are looking to better themselves, people that are looking, um, to take their life to a deeper level. Um, and so the opportunity of that would be, you know, compound, it would be, you know, the ability to speak to them, to share with them, uh, to share more of my story. Um, and you know, people that are, are looking for coaching. Um, I love working, uh, like I said, my faith is huge. Um, uh, people, you know, churches, uh, and, you know, Christian churches, women's group moms that, uh, that have, you know, those type of people is really kind of ideal for me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so do you go do speaking engagements? I do. I do. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. I love that. And the target is, is like a church or would a company work or yeah, I, actually, I do all of those. Um, but yeah, ideally, probably, uh, you know, uh, a church where I could speak to, you know, the women's group, the life group, even the leaders, um, because it, I love to be a resource for them to know where they can send people when they come across people that need some help. I love that. I love that. And what's the most important one or two things that everyday people can do to help you with your dreams and goals? Yeah, um, anybody that, you know, again, knows of people that are looking to better their lives, maybe they're um, suffering with fear, or stress or anxiety, um, just pointing those people to me so that I can help them, um, you know, would be fantastic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, now we're going to jump into our thriving three. Okay. And the first question is, what's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one, and you don't have to pick the Bible. You can pick a different one. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, I'm not going to. <laughs> that would be hard to sum up here. <laughs> yeah, so there is a book. I don't know if you've ever heard of it or read it. It's called Unoffendable, and it's by Brant Hansen. Um, and it's kind of, it's become my life goal, right? I'm not sure that it's one that I will achieve, um, but just, you know, I think there's this concept um, of a righteous anger, um, and he really uh, goes into depth about questioning that, like, and how that, um, that really is not what brings us um, to love people in a greater way, right? This um, anger is not what 
we do not have to have this righteous anger to accomplish and to um, fight the injustices or any of that stuff, right? That doesn't, that doesn't really come from that emotion. Some, some really negative things actually come from anger, right? So the, it, you know, he talks about embracing forgiveness, um, you know, loving people in unexpected ways. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's a, it's a lifelong goal for me, but what if we lived in a world of unoffendable people, right? Doesn't that sound pretty awesome? <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah. I like that a lot. I might have to add that to my reading list. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. What's one way you like to take care of yourself? So I'm a people person. So um, it's, it's community, whether that's, you know, community with my son, obviously is a great way, but with other people. Um, sometimes that looks like, you know, serving at church, um, my, you know, my group from church, friends, meeting new people on the hiking or the bug hunt or whatever it is, right? But I am, I'm fueled by other people and community and conversations. And so that's what I, in this world of working from home and <laughs> the last couple of years of COVID, that's what I have to prioritize to make sure because that's what really fuels me. Love it. What are the most important aspects of a community in your opinion? In my opinion, it's, it's honesty, right? It's people that not are just going to tell you what you want to hear, um, but people that are actually um, going to be a part of your life and speak truth into you and help you grow and challenge you. Um, people that, um, I, I like deep conversations, right? Like I like to, when I say, how's it going? It's, you know, I don't like just the fine answer, right? Like I, I want to know. Um, and so to me, you know, authenticity and deep conversations and honesty, good and the bad is, is what makes a really good community. I love that. There we go. And what is one action step you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to continue to help as many people as you can or take some trips and travel the world? Ooh. Yeah, I like that. And so I think, in, well, especially in the helping people, it's really leveraging my time. Um, I do manage time pretty well, but currently I have a, I work a full-time job, full-time business, full-time mom, right? So there's a lot on my plate. Um, so leveraging my time and all the minutes and and making sure I make sure, you know, have those times of fun and community, as I talked about in there, is I think the more I can leverage that and organize that, you know, the more people I'm able to help and the, you know, better quality of life and the more time for travel and fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Have you ever read the book, Who, Not How? I have not, but I'm writing it down. <laughs> it's, it's a fantastic book and I love it a lot. And I think it might help you out with that leveraging your time. Awesome. I will look that up. There we go. There we go. All right. I have one last question for you. And it's surrounding consistency and mm -hmm. dealing with those limiting beliefs, negative thoughts that are in our head. So we kind of talked about the process to do it, which was looking at my notes here. Notice it. Ask the question, why is that? 
have the stepping stone thoughts to kind of take yourself to where you want to be and then ask about the feeling that you want to have and the thought that will take you there. But how can we be consistent with that in our daily lives and not let the negative win when it's really strong in the beginning? Yeah, um, so a couple of things come, come to mind. And one of those is having um, a time each morning to just call it a thought download. You ju just dump your brain right? Dump everything that is, is, is going on and that you're thinking about, and then take one of those items. So it's kind of this way of, of making sure you have continuous self-improvement, right? Taking one of those items and figuring out, right? Most of the time, whatever that is, it's going to be a thought. It's hardly ever a fact, right? <laughs> That's in our brain. And so, figuring out what that thought is and then looking to see what it's creating. Like what's the emotion it's creating, right? What's the result it's creating? And then, you know, digging, asking yourself the questions such as, is this true, right? Is this really true, right? Because so much of when we really step back and look, we can say, oh, okay, well, yeah, that's not really true. Or that's, you know, that is just you know, the lens I'm viewing it through, right? And so if you'll just take one of those, um, one of those things each morning, spend five or 10 minutes, right? You will start to clean up, right? That, that thought life. And then it'll, it'll really, when you do something like that, it really carries out through the day, right? It kind of makes you intentional. I mean, intentionality is what I think is, is the key, right? To all of this in life. And so, you know, that's, that's one key. There's also other ways. There's, you know, affirmations and making sure you have time for that, posting that, you know, those things away that you can see it. And also another big key is, um, is, is spending time imagining because our brains don't know the difference and a memory and a real memory, something that's happened and something that we've imagined. Um, I'm not sure if you've read that you know, that study from Harvard. Are you familiar with the piano study? Uh, elaborate for the people. Yeah, so they, they, um, they took a control group and they had um, one group play, look at the music and play the piano. They put electrodes on their brains and they saw what lit up. They had another group just look at the piece of music and just imagine without moving their hands, without playing, imagine playing the exact same spots in the brain lit up, which says that our brain does not know the difference between a real memory and imagining. So if we imagine these things that we desire and want in our lives, it's as if it already happened. And we know that our brain, once it's done something, right, it's that much easier for it to do it again. So there, it's a huge key. It's a really uh, great tool to really spend the time imagining the things that we want in our lives. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I love that. And I was a psychology major in college. Okay. I actually didn't hear about that particular study, but when I started hearing about like success literature and visualization, how important it is, I thought of mirror neurons. Do you know what mirror neurons are? Uh, I don't think I do. I, I pulled it up on Google just so I didn't get it wrong. And it says, it's a brain cell that reacts both when a particular action is performed and when it is only observed. And so it's kind of how we can get that like flinch feeling, I think, when we see somebody like 
put in an extreme amount of pain. Like we see a car crash and we like, uh, I yeah. think that's because of our mirror neurons. Cause we're like low key experiencing that for ourselves. And that's how we can get like empathy and all that. I have a hypothesis, not based on yeah. scientific fact that like that visualization is the same as like, um, seeing it happen and like imagining yourself in it and so you wince and so when you imagine in your head i feel like mm -hmm. the clearer you can see it the more those mirror neurons fire and like the better um no i i think that's exactly right i think it's the the clearer you can see it right then then the closer you are to you know actually getting it there there was also um oh you would know the name i can't think of his name right now but he was in an accident he was hit by a car and he was wanted to imagine his, you know, his, he couldn't walk, right? He wanted to imagine his spinal cord being repaired. And I can't remember, I feel, I feel like it took him like maybe, uh, was it Joe Dispenza or, but I think it took him like a month before he could actually, without getting distracted, go all the way through, right? His spinal cord. And, and then, right, then that's when the healing like really started. Um, and so it's just, it's, it's just amazing, like what our brains are capable of, right? But it's those distractions, as we all know, that um, really take us off course so often. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there, there was another study where I think they had some like basketball players or something like that shoot free throws. And they had some just not shoot any and their performance got worse. They had some actually practice free throws and they shot like a hundred reps and they had others visualize practicing free throws. And the ones who visualized it and the ones who did it had the same result bump increase. Yeah, my so. brother used to do that and he was a great free throw <laughs> shooter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really cool. And you know, you read stuff like as a man thinketh or, mm -hmm. you know, you just hear about the power of our mind and you're like, is it really like that? And then it's like, yes yes it is <laughs> yeah yeah right right i know it, and it's like if we really believed it right how much more time would we spend in that you know exactly yeah. exactly i i don't remember where i read this i think it was in one of napoleon hill's books uh, maybe it was thinking real rich actually where this dude got like he would get paid for his ideas so what he would do is he would like sit in a room uh that was like dark no sound because the the walls were really thick and he would just like visualize things and think through things and companies would like come pay him to like solve their problems for him because he was so good at wow. that focus in his mind and so wow crazy stuff crazy stuff but Very cool. <laughs> awesome is there <laughs> anything else that you want to chat about before we sign off um no nothing nothing i can comes to mind at the moment gotcha okay sounds good well robin thank you so much for coming on the show yeah, thank you for having me. This is really fun. Absolutely. And if you guys are listening to this and you love what she had to say, you are connecting with her vibe and you want to help her out with her dreams and goals, make sure to contact her. The ways to do it will be in the show notes. Also, just make sure to send potential clients her way, potential speaking engagements her way, and let's help her dreams grow as well as helping the people she can impact because she has so many lives out there that she has yet to touch and she's going to. And so let's help her do it. Awesome. We always ask that you guys send this podcast to one to three people you know need to hear this message. Shoot us a five-star review on iTunes and we're out.
Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.